0: Hi FM, your station of choice since
1: 2008 It's 11pm, Carabo is working late, alone, when suddenly Hello Karabo Hello, Karabu. when? Hmm? Shouldn't you be fixing things? And you call yourself a
0: landlord, no Need better space? Rent office, industrial or retail space without the drama. Call Redefine Properties. We're not landlords, we're people. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life.
2: Well, good afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome to the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. Uh, my name is Nikki Seberini. It's fabulous to be with you. So, we are bracing for uh, another pretty chilly weekend, and of course, I'm just listening to the news, reading WhatsApps, listening to people's stories. Corona is, and not only in South Africa, around the world, but certainly here and in our community on the rise. And once again, we're being called to rise to the occasion and, um, I was just reading an email that um, the school sent out um, because our kids have broken up for holidays, really imploring parents to not have social gatherings whilst the kids are on holiday, to really be very mindful of, you know, it's not just about preventing my family from getting sick and me from getting sick, but really extending that courtesy, that understanding the compass- compassion, the connection and realizing that I could be putting people People at risk. So, it really calls for us to, to, um, to come together as a society, to be a part of a community and to do our bit. So we really see around the world, wow, hearing protesters, curfews, lockdowns. This is how it is for now. And, um, we are asked to do extraordinary things, things out of the ordinary, which is why I'm very excited about today's show because Today we have two men who really go beyond the ordinary in their lives, that just when they think they've had enough, um, they are able to dig deep and find the strength to go that much further. And I think up until this point, we would listen to um, guests like Ryan Stramroot who will be joining us shortly and Richard Wright and go, wow, you know, they're incredible. These are extreme swimmers, athletes. How do they do it? But we are being called, as I said, to also push beyond just when you think I've had enough. You know, I've had enough of being locked down. I've had enough of not being able to see my family to have the contact. We are asked to push further and it is for the good of, of mankind. Um, so as I said, I'm really, really delighted to be able to pick the brains of these extraordinary men today. And and let's see if we can access that strength within us. So Ryan Stramrood was going to join us last week. Um, Unfortunately, we couldn't get hold of him, but I'm so delighted he's on the show with us today. He has been on the show before. Extraordinary. He's an inspirational speaker. He's an extreme swimmer, and he's recently broken a record. Um, But I'm not going to tell you about that. I'm going to let him tell you a little bit more. Ryan, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Hi, Nikki, and all your listeners. Thanks so much to you.
2: So, you know, the cold weather doesn't hold you back, Um, and I know that there's a lot of cold weather coming your way shortly, but certainly not when it comes to dipping in the sea and exposing your body to extremely cold weather. But you weren't always like that, Ryan. Perhaps you can just speak to that for those who didn't listen the last time you were on the show. Tell us about your journey, how you became this extreme swimmer
1: with with greatest of pleasure and firstly the the cold weather has hit the cape with a vengeance i hope you can all hear me it is it is raining so hard outside i can barely hear myself think wow it's beautiful um nikki first and foremost you know i am am nothing other than the average joe um i i dislike the cold just as much as the next person and you know everyone always says to me oh you, you must be loving it ryan because it's cold outside and I'm sure you take cold showers every morning. That's not the case at all. <laughs> um, I didn't wake up one morning and decide I want to immerse myself in the cold. But what has happened through, through quite a fascinating journey is um, anyone who's had a swim in and around uh, the, water, the, the oceans of, of the Cape will know that the water is quite cold. And when I started to get into swimming only in my, my very early 30s, um, I started to learn just how massively impactful that cold is on our bodies and our minds. And, uh, you know, the, humans have not evolved well to handle the cold. We've evolved extremely well, however, to avoid it. So when you start immersing yourself like I do for longer periods in colder and colder and colder water, um, the defense mechanisms of the mind go into absolute overdrive, and they do everything in their power to convince you to get out. Because, I mean, there are only two outcomes, really, if you jump into a cold body of water. Either your core temperature is going to heat the whole ocean up to its level, or that ocean <laughs> going to cool you down, which is the far more likely scenario. So there is an end point, and your your defense mechanisms and your mind know this really well, and they will do everything to get you out. But it's extremely overzealous, and um, when your mind tells you you must get out is not when you must get out. There's a lot of margin on the other side. And without going into too much detail when, you know, those are lessons I've learned from the cold and I've really pushed that and explored that. But I've realized that these defense mechanisms that I've identified in the cold are absolutely applicable in our everyday lives in every situation and certainly in the situation we're all in now in this lockdown period.
2: Yeah, I think, as I said, you know, people are going, okay, I think in the beginning the lockdown, we all closed our doors and we retreated and then over a period of time, this kind of uh, fatigue set in, you know, how long, and then we could go out and exercise and then you had masses of people exercising and so it continues, kind of hoping that the numbers would reduce, but in fact, we're just seeing an increase in numbers. So Ryan, and, and I'd like to go back to your breaking of the record, but just just in terms of this, because you say that there's this margin on the other side. Um so the brain is trying to protect us, to keep us safe, and yet there is this gap that we can lean into where we can discover so much more about ourselves. So to people for people who are listening right now who just feel they, they they've had enough. They've just just in terms of fear, um finance, um not being with people that they love, this isolating feeling. What, what do you say to those people? Not extreme cold. It's, it's something so
1: different. You know, what I say is, is, firstly, I'm in exactly that same boat, by the way, and it is extremely difficult, and I don't um, belittle it or suggest it's easy if you just uh, flick a switch in your head and look at things differently. We are all in it. But what I have been able to, for lack of a better word, to preach to, you know, I'm doing all these virtual conferences and things now, the messages that I get across, and this is what I've learned, as an average Joe who's now ended up swimming all around the world and putting myself in some really crazy situations, is that nearly every single swim that I've done, somewhere in the middle, you lose sight of the shore. You can't see it. You can't believe you'll ever get there. You are so uncomfortable, and usually in my case, so cold, life-threatening cold. Um, The currents you didn't predict, the wind has come up, the waves are, are, are bashing you around. There might be jellyfish that are stinging you. And you're nowhere near the end of the swim, and it seems absolutely impossible in that moment. And that is such a regular occurrence in nearly every swim that I've taken on. But equally, and it took me a while to actually remember this lesson and and remind myself, every single time, if I push through that, if I persevere it and I get my mind where it needs to be, when I eventually walk out on that shore, which I will, I will get there, I walk out after what has been a terrible time often in the water, and within minutes, I've forgotten every little piece of negative that happened out in that day. And all I can think of are the positives and the elation of getting to the other side. And then you start to compute all the lessons you learned about yourself and your mind and your ability to push through. Um, and you start using those as the building blocks for the next, in my case, the next swim. But obviously in, in this situation, um, you know, building blocks for, for our new lives. And um, this is the time that even though we are all In the middle of the challenge, let's put it that way. Um, And it's very hard to see the shore, And I also can't see it. You know, my, my life is impacted just as everybody's. But I know conclusively we will come out the other side. And if you're doing the right things now and having the right attitude and the right mindset, what you're able to do for yourself in terms of personal development and um, is going to springboard you to the next level when the, when things eventually normalize. And I use the word normalize carefully because I don't think everything's going to be normal again, but it will be our new normal.
2: Mm, yeah, I, I like what you're saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and we don't know, do we, Ryan? But no. I love what you've said because this is a time i mean building resilience and our ability to adapt but let's take a break ryan because after the break i want to talk about that little voice that voice when you can't see the shore and that voice is telling you you can't make it um and what do you do with that voice that inner critic so let's take a break after the break we can speak to that
0: hi fm your station of choice since 2008
2: Welcome back. You're listening to the DL Link Show on 101.9 Chai FM. This is the show where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. I have Ryan Stramrud on the show today. as an inspirational speaker. He's an extreme swimmer, a facilitator, um, and he's recently broken a record, which we're going to talk about in a moment. But Ryan really has put himself in extreme situations um, where he's um, swum between Robin Island um, and Cape the Cape Town, um, and also, um, I believe the English Channel and he's gone to, um, Antarctica and all sorts of places and really pushing himself to the absolute extreme. Um, and Ryan, just before the break, you were talking about that there's at one point when you're swimming, when you lose sight of the shore, um, and you not, you start to doubt yourself and you don't know if you can do it, but you say that if you push yourself through, you then use this to push yourself in future situations so so let's talk about that let's talk about that voice let's talk about that inner critic that voice that says you're tired just stop so for those people right now who just feel that they can't how do we is it a is it a, a, a process of shutting it out keeping it quiet negotiating with it what do you do with that inner critic that voice
1: well, I'm very familiar with this little voice, and, and again, I'm going to refer to my, my swimming. And the record you've mentioned a few times, Nicky, is, is the I've, I've recently became the, the guy who has done the Robben Island crossing the most number of times. That's 109 Woo! swims from <laughs> – thank you, thank you. Um, wow, and, how and, many
2: times? Just say that again, Ryan, 109 100, times.
1: 109 times, yeah. So that's wow. taking the record from my my good late friend Theodore Yach, who set the bar so extremely high at 108, and and finally I have uh, I've exceeded him. But I, I I mention this now not not to to get applause, but just to <laughs> illustrate why um, I have heard or why I'm so familiar with this little voice. Out of that 109, so just to, I mean, the Robin Island swim, it's a very difficult swim. It's a very technical swim. It's an icy cold swim, and it's seven and a half kilometers, and we only wear our speedo goggles and caps, so there's no wetsuits or anything like that. So it's all about the cold. Now, in summer months, for example, I will, because I've now done it so often, it's a training ground for me. I catch a lift in a little rubber duck zodiac out to the island, usually at about 6 a.m. in the morning. I jump, they drop me on the island, and I then swim back to the beach. It takes me about two hours. I'm on the beach by eight, and I'm in the office before nine. So it's almost routine for me to a degree, although let me tell you, the day I disrespect that swim, it will give me a, a big wake-up call. But the point of what I'm trying to say is, in every single one of those 109 swims, at some point, that little voice has started to chat to me. And this is where the lessons from cold come into it, because it accelerates everything, and it accentuates all those self-doubts so the the cold water implements pain panic and fear and those come together extremely quickly to accelerate self-doubt you start self- doubting yourself very very um, early on when the element of cold is at play so I have become extremely familiar with this little voice and you know I've realized how quickly us as humans start to look for excuses and reasons to fail or reasons why we shouldn't uh, attempt something new um, and in, in the case of swimming I actually sometimes wish a shark would come along and the support crew will see it and they'll pull me out the water because then it wasn't me who failed it was a shark no. and I had to get out you know and I started to realize that these are all just little defense mechanisms I'm looking for reasons why I should fail get out of the uncomfortable situation rather than carry on. And that is where I've built up an absolute wealth of knowledge and an understanding of this human mind. And now when we take all of that, and and obviously I've done a lot more than the Robben Island swim. As you mentioned, I've done the the, the English Channel and I set a, a record in Antarctica in water that was minus one degree Celsius. Um, and, you know, I've tried to spin silly things like trying to swim from Russia to the USA and <laughs> all around the world. So I've got a lot of stories and a lot of experience um, of, of really extreme situations. But what I realized um, in the early days of, of this lockdown, I was spinning just like the next person. I mean, you can understand I had a, a nice um, full calendar of international uh, speaking engagements you know, in Barcelona and in London and, and uh, all over the world. Um, which is my very important income. And with, you know, one, one swipe of the pen, so to speak, all of that was wiped off, gone, yeah. overnight. Yeah. Um, I also run an advertising business, which, which is still going, but you can imagine how much advertising was happening over this period and still is. It's, it's extremely, um, it's, it's difficult. So I'm in that yeah. same boat as everybody. And I was spinning. I couldn't see the wood from the trees. I was wondering, I'm trying to hang on to what I considered normal and what I considered uh, my bread and butter. And I was fighting to keep it alive. Um, and it was only when I had kind of the epiphany that the situation that I'm in right now is no other than an extreme challenge. And how many extreme challenges have I set for myself and voluntarily gone and done in the cold water um, around the world? The only difference is, and I'm, uh, you know, addressing your audience here today, Nikki, is that once you realise, and I'm speaking to you all, that you are all extreme adventurers. You're listening to me, but you are all extreme adventurers. You're all on an extreme challenge. The only difference between you and me is is that the extreme challenges that I've volunteered for, I've had time to plan them. I've had time to lay safety nets in case something goes wrong. I've chosen to, to do them. I've put the support teams in place. Whereas you and me on the other side of my life, also in lockdown... Never had any kind of choice. We were all thrust into this. We we're all spinning. No one knows. There's no one's done this before. There's no one who can guide us. Everyone feels. You know, there are lots of people out there feeling that they're the experts and they can tell you exactly what you need to do and here are the other five tips to survive lockdown and all of those things. But frankly, no one knows. A lot of people have gained more knowledge now. But I discovered that the, 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 the minute that I realised and accepted that we are now in an extremely changed situation and yes my income has dissipated greatly but Mm -hmm. I am going and I'm lucky enough that I can field a few months and I'm I'm, you know not many but I can field a few and figure out uh, the next step so it's a reinvention it's that little voice that's saying to you don't try new things because you might fail all of us don't have the luxury of that anymore We have to try new things. But humans have evolved so uh, brilliantly to stay inside this comfort zone. We've got this unbelievable power tool in our heads, this, this gateway to greatness. But this gateway to greatness is actually our biggest limitation because it is designed to keep you safe. It's designed to keep you inside our comfort zones. Now, we're all thrown out of our comfort zones, but we're all trying to rush back in and trying to find that space where we know exactly what we're doing. Because when we try something new, you get new and different responses to that thing. And quite often those responses are negative, they fail, failure. And that causes a little bit of emotional hurt and maybe embarrassment and maybe lost income. Um, so yet we are going to gravitate to comfort. But that comfort zone we all know in love is gone. So you have to accept that and you have to find where your new comfort is. And I don't have a step one, two or three how to get there. You just need to accept it and figure, look what you've got. Look who your support teams are, support teams as in, or your support around you, and just leverage it as best you can, and and uh, use the building blocks that you're forced to figure out right now. And like I am, when I'm doing an extreme swim, I'm forced either I climb into the boat and fail, or I'm forced to figure out how to take the next few strokes in the next couple of kilometers in that water. Um, and I've managed to do that a hundred plenty more than a hundred times in very difficult situations Um, and I know thanks to that and I can say this to to everybody that we will come out on the other side of this and we will look back this will be a distant memory one day and it's what you're doing now it is your attitude and your mindset in the now on how you come out of that.
2: Mm, I think that's so much um, wisdom um, Ryan and so much for our listeners to really sit with so just to i mean just my understanding of what you've said is is use this opportunity now as a challenge in life it will come to an end um, but be very mindful of what the little voice is saying and we know as you've outlined that the voice is going to tell us that we can't do something that we shouldn't try something new that this is the end of the world as we know it, et cetera, et cetera. And you're saying push beyond that. Try things that you've never tried before. Be open to making mistakes, but certainly learning and moving forward. This could be a time where we can find something in ourselves that we never even knew
1: existed. Perfect summary, Nikki. You, you know, yeah. again, you know, let's let's just use an anecdote here. That you know, you are. I said earlier, you are all extreme adventurers, and extreme adventurers need to be brave. Now, you didn't yeah. choose to this to be in this situation, so you might begrudge it, um, and you, you might naturally default to a negative attitude towards it. And I totally understand why. And I certainly had one myself, and I'm certainly not loving it now. Don't, make no mistake. Um, but I'm positive about it, and there's a spring in my step because. Uh, I'm There are so many little opportunities as I put myself out there. Um, I'm, I'm finding more and more opportunities, and I don't exactly know what I'm going to do with them all, but I'm using them as my building blocks, and I'm laying that opportunity over there, and I'm putting this opportunity slightly to the left, and I'm going to see, can those two opportunities marry with each other? No. Okay, I need something else. And I'm building, 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 and at some stage, all these dots are going to join, and I'm going to come out of this, and I'm going to... Mm-hmm. To have a whole different income stream that is now uh, tailored for the new world. Um, I have to believe that. Um, And I'm not, again, I'm not being trite about this at all and saying, no, everyone must just sit back and and don't worry. You can't sit back. I think that's the point. You've got to put yourself out there. You've got to uh, figure out something new. And only you can do that.
2: So beautifully put, Ryan. I'm sure you've well, you've inspired me, and I'm certainly I'm sure the rest of the audience listening as well. And also, one thing before I say goodbye to you is, you know, when you're doing your swim while you have your team supporting you, you're kind of on your own, and we're in we're in the swim together. Um, You know, we're not alone, and we're all connected. And, and certainly, that's what we're waking up to. So, Ryan, thank you for your time. Congratulations on breaking the record. I think you are amazing. I think you are hugely inspirational. I I dip my toe in the cold pool because I'm trying with cold water. And, you know, I think of the likes of you and I, I bow to your superiority. But um, <laughs> thanks, Ryan. Thanks for inspiring us. It's been mm-hmm. lovely having you on the show.
1: Nikki, thank you so much for your interest and for your kind words. And I can't wait until you come to Cape Town and we swim a Robben Island together.
2: <laughs> Maybe my next life. But, um, yeah, I look forward. Ryan, take care and thank you so much. Cheers, all bye-bye. Ryan Stramrud, um, just incredible, and I I just love what he has said, and really, if we can for a moment... Pause. You know, just be quiet for a, a while. Think that this could be your extreme swim. Um, this is an extraordinary time. And that little voice is going to be telling you all sorts of things. Um, but be awake. Be aware. Know that your brain is trying to get you to survive and possibly holding you back. So listen to this podcast again incidentally if you do miss part of the podcast it will be on the uh, high fm website from tomorrow we're going to take a break and after the break we're going to have another incredible um, incredibly inspiring guest he's a brain cancer warrior he is an inspiring speaker he is an iron man athlete and he too is rising to the occasion richard wright will be with us shortly so a quick break and uh, we'll continue IFM one hundred and one point nine megahertz of life. And thank you for tuning into the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. And of course, while many of us are still at home and we are being very, very careful. While the DL Link's doors may be open, the windows are very closed. The windows are very much open, and uh, the DL Link continue to bring you wonderful events, fantastic happenings. So I encourage you to go to the Facebook page um, and just follow them and just see what's coming up. All these great events, um, and it's really, you know, one of the gifts, one of the gifts of the COVID-19 is that people are volunteering their time, um, their heads space, their ideas, their stories, and it's incredible that we have access to all of this. Um, Our next guest we've also had on the show before, and he is also hugely, hugely inspirational. Um, You know, this is a man who has taken part in Ironman um, races. He's done incredibly well. In those races and and he has faced b- brain cancer twice, I believe um, he was in the property game, he then gave up his life in the property game and he immersed himself in the world of helping others, motivating and inspiring others and he too has been faced just like Ryan mentioned the challenge um, that we 're all facing during this time you know all of a sudden businesses change, and how are we pivoting and I love following Richard because. Just, you know, he, he puts a smile on my face. So I was very excited when we started the Skype call and I got to see him on video. And now it's just back to the audio, but he's looking fantastic. And I cannot believe he's nearly 50. Richard, welcome. Lovely to have you on the show again.
0: Oh, so awesome. Thank you, Nikki. Um, and thanks very much for that. I'm um, pretty, I don't get to see you. And pretty, <laughs> this is live either because I always love chatting to you. So thank you so much for having me back and I'm delighted.
2: Oh, great to have you, Richard. You know, I I wouldn't normally just throw out there that you're turning fifty because if you had thrown out that I was turning fifty, I don't know, I'd be as enthusiastic because you are. But you know, you're putting it out there. This is who you are. You don't hide anything. You 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 just express yourself. And I think that that's why so many people are drawn to you, this authentic person. And you know, as you say, about to turn fifty, you've put out a challenge for people. Tell us about this challenge of turning fifty.
0: Right, so um, I, I think 50 is something to be proud about, um, and the reason for that more than anything is over the last four years, um, so three brain cancers over the last four years, um, and I went into remission um, earlier this year at uh, the end of February, um, and oh, thank you and it was such a celebration. And, you know, the speaking career was taking off and onto the global stage and finally getting my head above water with the medical bills. And then my life partner, Deborah, moved up from Port Elizabeth. We would living together, and she resigned and uh, started working together with me and our, our little company called The Enrichment Project. Um, and life was looking amazing. And then all of a sudden, COVID-19 struck. And um, Ryan probably would have had a similar story, but literally in three days, every single bit of my future business went out the window. Every, every single gig, event, conference, canceled, postponed indefinitely. And I sat there thinking, oh my, oh my goodness, how much more resilience do I have to prove to myself and to everybody else? You know, When do I get a break? Um, and then you start, obviously you start hustling and pivoting and adapting and, and trying to figure out what you can do. And literally all I did is pick up the phone to all my past clients and I just asked them the question, how can I help you? And it's been amazing. But to the 50th challenge... Um, I honestly didn't think I was going to see another birthday. Um, The first time, first brain cancer, I was told I had six months. Um, And then the second time, um, a little bit longer, and then back again to a very tight frame. And so for me to reach 50 years is an incredible, incredible thing for me, something I didn't ever think was going to to happen. And um, so what I'm doing, and it just came as a bit of a whim is um, I love the concept of and I've been challenging everybody over this time. If you want to, if you want to move forward, you know, none of us know where the finish line is of of this coronavirus pandemic. We, we don't really know what the future is going to look like. So all we can handle is now. All we can focus on is now. And I've been encouraging people to do something every day that your future self is going to thank you for. And that's it. If you can just do that every single day, something that your future self is going to thank you for, um, you are moving in the right direction. And I kind of thought, okay, what can I do on my 50th? And um, I was thinking, okay, maybe I could run half my age. And then uh, Debs and I were chatting and going for a run the other day, and I haven't been doing much running at all. I put on some weight during the lockdown. It's been a bit crazy. And um, she said, you know, you really can do fifty. I was like, um, oh, I think it can, but it's going to hurt. She says, "Well, come on, let's just do it." So I'm doing. I'm running 50 kilometers on my birthday, and that is definitely something that my future self is going to thank me for. Because this morning we're on day 15, so we've run 15 days in a row, and I know by the time we get there, it's going to be 34 days of running, and I'm going to be in a vastly different place to where I was. So my challenge to everybody is, on my birthday, the 29th of July, or as close to that as possible. Is to join me and do something on that day that your future self is going to thank you for, mm-hmm. and it'd be great if you could do something that's age age related, and it can be anything. So Nikki, my mom is uh, she's 79 and she's busy writing 79 letters of appreciation to people in her life. How amazing oh, okay. is that?
2: Oh, I love it. I love that. Okay, so age Probably Listen, wait for us. We're going to have a quick break, quick break. Mm -hmm. we get everyone to think about what they can do that their future self will be proud of. We're going to be right back, Richard.
0: IFM 101.9 megahertz of life.
2: Well, welcome back. A really inspiring show. And what I'm getting out of this show is, you know, before COVID-19 hit us and you'd look around and... Everyone doing their thing and trying their best and excelling in different ways. COVID hits, and then all of a sudden we're in the same boat. Um, and just talking to Ryan Stramrud and now talking to Richard Wright and, you know, how we've all found ourselves in a place that is uncertain. We don't know what the future holds, but very importantly now, like what to do with the now. Do we go into fear or do we find solutions? So just another, you know, Richard, just talking about finding the solutions. I love, Richard, that you contacted clients and you You said, what can I do to help? And we'll get there. Uh, But we were just talking about your 50th birthday, that you've challenged yourself that by the 29th of July, you're going to have run 50 Ks. You say it's a gift. Well, I'll question that. (laughs) I think you're incredible. And I love that you said age appropriate. So your mother who's turning 79 is writing 79 things about what people have done. Or you can do gratitude. Or maybe you can make um, 17, whatever it is, 5, 15, meals for people. I love that, um, Richard. I love that you are promoting people connecting with with one another. So so let, let's talk about you've also got a book that you're writing. So what's happening with so, the book? How are you getting it out there? Hows COVID got in the way of that?
0: So before I get to the book, just the, the second part of that challenge. Uh, cause that's, oh that's yes, okay. So I love the fact that you're saying, you know, you can do things for other people as well. So I think over this time, what I've really seen is that every single one of us is taking strain. Every single one of us is, is in some way or another facing a bit of depression and battling and struggling. It's 103, 102, 103 days now and it's hard. And so I think more than anything else, the challenge for me is actually to do something for yourself on that day. Something, something that's, that, you know, practicing some self care and some wellness and some self love and then the second part of the challenge is then the, the playing it forward so what i've done is challenged um everybody to donate to uh, so so i'm an ambassador for the sunflower fund and um so to, again age so if you are 27 you can donate 270 if you're able uh, 27 rand 27000 rand doesn't really matter and, and in that way it's playing it forward and i guess what you've said there is is a very by that thing, Maybe some people can't afford to, to donate to the Sunflower Fund and then, you know, maybe making X number of meals for, for various people or whatever that is. So, yeah, just two th- things to think about, something for you and then some, something for somebody else. Uh, but then wow. the book. Yeah, oh, wow. So it's called the Power, <laughs> the Power of Purpose and it's another one of those, oh, goodness gracious me. It was supposed to be out um in May, beginning of May. And obviously with the lockdown that's all been extended and pushed out. Um but I got a message yesterday to say that the books are in print currently and they will be delivered to the warehouse on the sixteenth of July. So I'm super excited. Um I've got a book launch, a virtual book launch launch on the sixth of um August. Nikki, you're invited, everybody's invited. We It'll see. be it, it, all the deets will be on my social media. And for the price of a ticket, you'll get a book that is uh, is dedicated to you, written to you, delivered to you. Um, and then I'll be uh, doing a little talk on the evening as well. So that's something I'm very excited about.
2: And the book is titled The Power of Purpose. So let's talk about this purpose. Um, you know, I'm sure when you wrote the book, purpose had a completely different meaning, even though with your um, extraordinary journey, um, cancer, three times you've had to go through the tra- treatment and you continue with your Iron Man and you continue to push yourself. How has how has the idea of purpose, if it has at all, changed over this time?
0: Well, um- Oh, even over the COVID-19 times,
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. from writing the book, The Power of Purpose, has mm-hmm. it changed for you? Is it the same fundamentals? I think it's,
0: it's fundamentally the same. And the idea is, you know, it's very hard to make it mean something if it doesn't mean something to you from a work perspective as well. So I, th- I think over this time, it's, it's um, compounded how I feel from a purpose point of view. So, so as I mentioned, the little company is called The Enrichment Project and, and essentially, um, if I can tell my story in a way that 's going to help to inspire motivate and perhaps give people a couple of mind hacks uh, from a resilience point of view tenacity overcoming challenges um then in in one way or another i 've been able to enrich their lives and that really is my purpose from in in terms of what I do um, and then it 's easy to be resilient a- and you know I think people who are really battling are the people who go to work and get a salary and 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 don 't really resonate with what they 're doing they feel like they 're trapped in this place and it 's just a job and it 's a salary. And then it's really hard to be resilient. It's hard to give your best when it doesn't mean that much to you. Your purpose is not aligned. Um, yeah. and I think that's the gift we can give ourselves is to, to figure out that, that beautiful sweet spot where, you know, this is something that I'm passionate about. The world needs it. I can get paid money for it and I can be skilled at, at it at the same time. Um, and, and I believe that, that sweet spot for me is, is massive. Um, mm-hmm. so if anything, that's become more, um, more tactile in a way. Um, and, and, and again that's the I didn't have a product. All of a sudden every single bit of my future income is gone and I sat there thinking, wow, okay, what now? And then you start hearing about webinar and virtual keynote and like, oh my goodness, I've never done that before. Um, and I didn't have a product, I didn't want to sell anything and literally you know, just asking that question, how can I help? And that's being relevant, I guess, and um and giving something back. I didn't survive brain cancer three times just to survive brain cancer i really want my life to mean something more um and that's the purpose and that's been amazing over this time and then the mm. other purpose is um you know i'm a father to two girls and over this time i'm uh, you know been told you, you you literally you're going to die three times um i don't fear death but i do fear leaving my two little girls without a dad and that has been big for me and stepping up And over this time, I guess every single one of us is called upon to be a leader in one way or another. So whether we parents and we, you know, playing a leadership role in our homes and we're homeschooling our kids and we're having to step up no matter how we feel, no matter if we've, you know, lost income, lost a job, had to take a drastic salary cut. Um, we need to show our kids that everything's going to be okay. And that was part of the big purpose for me with, with the, the brain cancer journey is, you know, wanting my kids to be kids and not have to worry about adult stuff and, putting on a big, brave face and saying, hey, you know, I'm going to be fine. Everything is good. I'm going to be fine. And the more you say that, the more you become those actions um, and, and what it means to, to, to show people that you're going to be fine. So every single time I finished cross the line of a, an Ironman or another event, it was like, if I can do this, I'm showing my girls that their dad's going to be okay. Oh, if I can that's do this thing. Yeah, it's showing-
2: extraordinary.
0: I'm proving to myself that I can beat cancer. So that's the purpose for me. The, the races became my purpose. My kids are the purpose. What I do is my purpose. And, um, and that's really important to me.
2: Mm, awesome. Richard, a quick break. We'll be right back.
0: Hi, FM, your station of choice since 2008.
2: You know, I'm, I'm so grateful to the technology that, uh, enabled us to do all these wonderful things and every now and then the technology doesn't work so apologies, I mean Richard was talking about doing webinars and being able to speak to people, what he didn't mention what I read is over 16,000 people he's addressed, 49 virtual keynotes, 24 different countries and it's thanks to technology and Richard, we're going to be ending off but just before we do, you were talking about the power of purpose, how it's been the purpose having a greater purpose, that's really helped you survive three times with the cancer Push yourself during the Ironman, being able to pivot your business during this time. If you've got something to just leave our guests with today, finding a purpose within this, what kind of questions, quickly before we say goodbye, what kind of questions should we be asking ourselves to find the purpose within this challenge?
0: Um. So, sure, I, I believe that, you know, and we've heard it so many times, it's almost become old now, that, you know, um, never waste a good crisis. And with any good crisis, there's, you know, th- there comes opportunity and, and possibility. And, and I, I believe that forced change is the best change. When our options are limited and when our backs up against the wall, we become incredibly creative and we look for solutions. And for me, I, I think it's looking for uh, – so so during the cancer, and this is probably the best way I can answer this quickly – I started a tattoo on my arm, an identity arm. I am two most powerful words in the dictionary because whatever follows that determines who you are. I really went through a crisis in terms of who am I? You spend all your life trying to be who you need to be for everybody else, to for the community, for your faith, for your friends, your family, your school te- your teachers, and then to find a partner, the job, promotions, whatever it is. Who do, you, who do you have to become? And when somebody tells you you've got six months to live, all of a sudden you don't have to be anything for anybody anymore. But mm-hmm. then, then at that point you're like, well, who on earth am I? And – That really is where the purpose comes in. Is what is important to you? Who who am I? And what? And and when we when we focus on those things, um, and I believe very firmly in the law of attraction. Whatever we think, we will attract more of. But I think it's getting in touch with who you are and what's important to you. And and over this time, that's, if anything, become even more important to me. And I think that's probably the best place to start in terms of purpose. Is just understanding and asking that question: Who am I? Who who am I? Um, And and what is it that. Um, you know, resonates with me um, what is it that makes me feel happy where happiness is a feeling and not a finish line I don't have to complete something to be happy if I, no matter how bad things are right now what are the things in my life that make me feel happy and to a of extent you'll find your meaning and purpose within that
2: Lots to chew on, lots to think about, Richard. Thank you so much. Um, it's been wonderful having you on the show, onwards and upwards. Thank you for joining us.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And thanks to everybody for listening.
2: Oh, and thank you. And yes, and thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you've been inspired, you know, quite in that voice, find the purpose. I am from me, Nikki Severini. Until next week, do take care. Goodbye.